الحمد لله وكفى سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن في خلق السماوات والأرض واختلاف الليل والنهار لآيات لأولي الألباب الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم It is the desire of every human being that they be elite in whatever they do whichever field they may be in This is part of human desire this is part of being human You take for instance a scientist who spends their years dedicated to the research projects that they're working on. And ultimately the desire of anyone who's aiming to progress their field is that they be placed in this group called Nobel laureates. Their goal is to achieve the Nobel Prize in whatever they do, whether it be science, whether it be philosophy, whether it be engineering, because they know or they desire to, receive, to reach that point or that pinnacle of their particular field because they know that this is a very elite group of people that participates in that particular field. This is a very elite group of people that have been chosen by peers, by superiors, by people of other backgrounds. And it's a testimony, it's a testament to success in that particular field. You can take a clothing designer for instance. Their desire is that they become the most popular and most successful clothing designer company. Such that their name is built over billboards all over the country. All over the world, people are wearing their colors, people are wearing their logos. Their desire is that they be amongst this elite group of designers. You can take an athlete for instance. No athlete plays the game with the intent or with the intention to fail at that particular sport. A basketball player, as they go through their phases, high school, college, maybe they'll make it to the pros, their ultimate goal and their ultimate desire is to be part of the all-star team. Their goal, their desire, is to ultimately be a part of the all-star team. They desire to be all-stars within that. Everybody wants to be an all-star. This applies to whatever field, whatever your background is, everyone wants to reach that pinnacle within that particular field of expertise that they're a part of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes to us in the Qur'an who the all-stars of this deen are. Just like there are all-stars in the different fields of this world, there are people who are all-stars in this deen who have achieved the pinnacle of this deen, who have achieved the, their maximum potential. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them in the Qur'an when He says, 
inna fi khalq samawati wal ard that verily in the creation of the heavens and the earth واختلاف الليل والنهار and in the changing between night and day لَآيَاتٍ لِأُولِ الْأَلْبَابِ are signs for those people that are the all-stars of this deen لِأُولِ الْأَلْبَابِ of the ones who have excelled in this deen then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to describe who these all-stars are what are their characteristics what makes them so special how is it that they achieve this assignment in deen how do they get this label how does a person reach that state where they become an all-star of this deen, which you should be, and it is a desire of every single person in this room. You aren't sitting here at midnight, 12.30, right, on a Saturday night, sitting in the masjid because your desire is the love of is this world out there. There are far other places that you could be. You could be a million other places right now, but you chose to be here in the masjid on a Saturday night at 12.30, rather than sleeping in your beds, rather than being at the movies, rather than being at a bar. You chose to be here because your desire is to excel in this deen. Why else would you be here at this time, at this place? Your desire is to excel in this deen. How do we get to that place? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the... Uh, about the Ulil Al-Bab. He says in the next verse, أَلَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Number one, the first, there's two characteristics, two principal characteristics of those people that are the all-stars of this deen that will succeed in this deen and that have succeeded in this deen. Number one, they are people who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is it good? Can you place it in the center? Every time. Every time. The first characteristic of a person that is an all-star, that has succeeded, or that wishes and desires to succeed in this deen is what? الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ They are people who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قِيَامًا while they are standing. وَقُعُودًا while they are sitting. وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ And while they are lying on their side. That's the first characteristic. That if we desire to become the all-stars of this deen, to fall under this category that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has labeled in the Qur'an, and this is a testification for people that succeed in this deen, we have to be people that remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while we are standing, while we are sitting, and while we are on our sides. Now I ask you, is there any other position that a human being can be in? We're either standing, maybe we'll take a few steps, but for the most part we're in the upright posture. Or we'll be sitting, or we'll be, when we go to sleep, we're lying on our sides. Meaning there's no other position that a human being can possibly be in. Which means that at every given moment, the successful person of this deen is that person that remembers Allah, that constantly remembers Allah Ta'ala in their heart. Whether they be sitting down, whether they be lying down, whether they be standing up, whether they be at work, whether they be at school, whether, we talk, whether they be talking to their spouse, whether they be interacting with their children, whether they be playing on the basketball court, whether they be eating dinner, whatever position, whatever state we are in, we should always be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. We should always be reflecting upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. 
Because if we are able to do that, and if we are able to reach a state where we're constantly remembering Allah, then we'll be stamped with that, with that classification of Ulul Albab, of the all-stars of this deen. The Sahaba, radiallahu, the Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, that for those of us that believe, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أُذْكُرَ اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly, abundantly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an that all of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembers Him. وَيُسَبِّحُ الرَّعْدُ بِحَمْدِهِ That the, 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 the thunder and lightning of the sky is a, is a uh, tasbih. It is a praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The plants are constantly praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The animals are constantly doing the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The birds that are chirping at 5 o'clock in the morning are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The rooster that's crowing at 4 o'clock in the morning is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, the, the wind that's blowing is, a remember, is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of creation is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except human beings. Except human beings. So Allah Ta'ala tells us, remember me abundantly. Remember me abundantly. It comes in the Qur'an. It comes in hadith, in narration that the Sahaba, the people who we, who we you know, we started the Sahaba series after Asr. The Sahaba, the best group of people that ever walked the face of this earth, will never see a group like the Sahaba ever again in our life. Never. We'll never be able to read or study or hear about a group of people that had excelled in this deen more than the Sahaba. And a key characteristic of the Sahaba is that they were regular in their remembrance of Allah. They would regularly do dhikr of Allah. It would be an active form of dhikr, whether it be their tongues, whether it be recitation of the Qur'an, whether it be through remembering Allah through their hearts. Or it would be a passive form of dhikr that no matter where they were, if they were interacting with people, if they were walking down the street, if they were riding on their camels, if they were interacting with people around them, their heart was still always connected to Allah and remembering Allah. They used to remember Allah Ta'ala so much and do the dhikr of Allah so much. It comes in narration that when they used to go to the restroom, meaning when they used to go to the restroom, a place where a person shouldn't be actively remembering Allah, they used to take rocks and put them in their mouths so that they'd be reminded that they, they shouldn't be doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the restroom. In another narration, it says that the Sahaba used to be so engaged in the dhikr of Allah and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if one were to see them, they would wonder, is this person psychotic? Is this person psychotic? Because they were that in love and that engaged in the remembrance of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the all-stars of this deen, those that are the most, those are the most successful in this deen, are those people that spend time doing the dhikr of Allah. That spend time doing the dhikr of Allah. Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look, the reality is that there's gonna come a day where everything will disappear. This world will disappear. We'll pass away and this world will disappear. And we'll be raised up again, and we'll have to stand before our Allah. We have to stand before our Allah. Now there are people who will spend this life completely heedless of Allah, and when they had that first interaction with Allah on the Day of Judgment, it'll be a complete surprise to them. Because they didn't take their time spending, uh, they didn't spend their time in this world learning about Allah, learning about the magnificence of their Creator, learning about the greatness of their Lord. Learning about how to remember him abundantly and excessively, and that day will come as a complete surprise, and they'll say, Oh man. Or in the time when it comes in our grave, and the angels will ask us, Marrabbuk, who is your Lord? Now, the academic answer you and I know, we can say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it comes off our tongue so easily. 
Well, how do we know what's going to be the reality of the grave? One is asked, who is your Lord? What do you know about your Lord? What do you know about the magnificence and the grace of your Lord? How much time did you spend in this life remembering your Lord? If your time was spent remembering or you're spending time making mention of, doing a dhikr of the, the nicest car on the road, or the fanciest home that you could buy, or the salary, or, the, or that bank account balance that you could potentially achieve. Maybe that'll be the answer that comes. When it says, Marrabbuk, we might say, oh, who's your Lord? And we'll forget. Or we won't be able to recall it on that day, because we spent time doing dhikr of the things of this world. We have to prepare for that time. When that question is asked, when it comes time for us to stand before Allah, a person that spends time doing the dhikr of Allah in this world, abundantly remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshaAllah in, the day, or inshallah in their grave, when they're asked, Marrabbuk, who is your Lord? will comfortably be able to say that of course, my Lord is Allah. I spent 30 years remembering my Lord. How, could you, how would you even ask me that question? That's all I was thinking about. My night and my day, I'd wake up and I'd think about Allah. I'd go to school, I'd go to work and I'd think about Allah. I'd eat lunch and I, all I could think about was that this food came from Allah. I'd be driving home from work, I'd see a tree and I'd be thinking this is the creation of Allah. I'd reach home, I'd see my children and I'd think this is the blessing of Allah. I'd see my spouse and I'd think this came directly from Allah. I'd go to bed and I'd think, subhanAllah, this day came directly from Allah. I spent 30, 40, 50 years remembering my Lord and my Creator. How could you even ask me who my Lord is? Of course my Lord is Allah. Of course my Lord is Allah. The question seems simple, but it's a lot more complicated. We have to prepare for that question. And we have to prepare for the meeting with our Lord. Person that spends time doing the dhikr of Allah and trying to develop their relationship with Allah in this world, then that meeting with Allah in the hereafter will become far more beautiful. We'll be able to stand before Allah and say, Ya Allah, I was remembering you for so long and now I am here presenting myself to you. Rather than the person that will stand before Allah and say, Ya Allah, I didn't even think about putting you on my mind. I was more worried about which car I would be driving, what clothes I would be wearing, what kind of shoes that, you know, I was purchasing. That was my concern. And we wouldn't even be able to recognize on that day. So the first characteristic of the all-star of this deen, the successful ones of this deen, which is a goal of all of us, right? We want to be all-stars when it comes to the things of this world, but we also want to be all-stars in this deen, and that's why you and I are all here is that we have to learn to remember Allah Ta'ala regularly and abundantly. Abundantly, whether we're sitting, sleeping, standing, whatever position we're in, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala should be in our hearts. Or the remembrance of Allah, I should say, should be in our hearts. The second characteristic of the all-stars of this deen Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says, وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ The people that are the all-stars of this deen, the people that have excelled in this deen, the noble laureates of this deen, are those people, وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ They reflect upon the creation of the heavens and the earth. They reflect, they do fikr, they think about the, the creation of the heavens and the earth. Now, the average person... They see the creation that's present within the heavens and the earth. 
We might drive to work, we might see a tree, we'll acknowledge it, we'll see one, we'll see two, we'll see three, but we'll keep moving forward, we'll be more focused on our odometer, we'll be more focused on our clock, we'll be more focused on our iPhone. We see the creation of Allah, the average person sees it, but very few of us actually reflect upon the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is limitless. His creation is limitless. If we were to truly spend time thinking about how vast Allah Ta'ala's creation is, we would be completely lost. We would be completely lost in that remembrance. If you think about Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's creation, it's so vast. Just take the example of the ocean for instance. How vast the ocean is. Try to put it together. Try to get a group of the smartest people on the planet and try to build something that even resembles one of the oceans. You wouldn't be able to achieve that. The depths of the ocean and what's contained within it. Look at the bottom of the ocean. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the oceans millions of years ago. Millions of years ago, the oceans were created and human beings only had the ability to go to a particular depth of the ocean. And over time, maybe in the last 200 years, the last 300 years, the last 100 years, we've been going deeper and deeper and deeper into the ocean. No one was ever supposed to go to the bottom of the ocean, but after millions of years of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation, now human beings have the ability to see what lies at the bottom of the ocean, where there's no light and nothing can be seen. So human beings have now, divers have now down, gone down there, and they take their cameras, and they, and they flash them, and, and, it, and it shows these bright pictures of the most beautiful fish that a person has ever seen. You would think that the most beautiful fish would be there lying at the top for us to be able to see. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's most beautiful creation lies within the, the hidden elements of this world. Millions of years ago, these fish no one knew even existed. And now we go down there and we see that for this many years, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had beautified even the, remote, the most remote places of this earth. That the colors of the fish are, are, are like the colors of the rainbow. The, the, the types of plants that are down there, we wouldn't have even fathomed existed. If we were to try to create even one of Allah's creation that existed in the bottom of the ocean, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't be able to create it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation is so vast, it's independent of our appreciation. Look, when we create something that's great, what do we normally do? If someone creates a very nice painting or, a po or a, like, you know, paints a very nice portrait, then their goal is that they be placed in a museum, and be placed in the center of the museum, center stage, where everybody can come and appreciate it, and talk about it, and tweet about it, and post about it. That would be the desire. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's most beautiful creation is hidden away for no one to even see. Rather than playing it at centerpiece, Allah ta'ala is hiding it in the most distant of places. Why? Because Allah's creation and the beauty of Allah's creation is, is, is independent of the appreciation of human beings. It's independent of anyone's, of anyone's appreciation. If a portrait is to be deemed to be something that's of value, or something of importance, then it has to be appreciated by people. It's dependent on the appreciation of people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so independent. His creation is so vast that even in the depths of the ocean, the most beautiful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation exists. The most beautiful, it should have been that the, the science, or di divers would go down and bio, marine biologists would go down to the bottoms and the depths of the ocean and they would shine light down there. It should have been that there's nothing there. Why would there be anything there? No one's ever gone there for millions of years. Why would there be anything there? But the most beautiful of creation exists over there. That's the bottom of the ocean. And then look at the extent of the universe. Expand that further and look at the skies and how Allah Ta'ala made the skies. 
In, 19, uh, in 1990, they, they released the Hubble telescope with the intention that we're going to send this telescope out into outer space. We're going to try to take pictures of what perhaps exists beyond what we know of our solar system or maybe our, our immediate galaxy. And what happens? Hubble is sent out. Create, the universe was created millions of years ago. It was sent out and it starts taking pictures of galaxies that are light years away that have existed for millions of years. No human being ever knew it even existed. Allah Ta'ala created it millions of years ago. He didn't need anyone to appreciate its existence in order for it to be present. Independent of, Allah, of our appreciation, or of the appreciation of any part of this world, Allah Ta'ala created the most beautiful galaxies in the, distance of this, in the distant uh, parts of this universe. This is Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's creation. It doesn't compare to creation of today. We're impressed with you know, a device that we can swipe left and right and click on a few things because it was developed over a few years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation is so vast that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with just a figurative swipe, the earth is spinning and rotating about its axis. Try to get, try to figure out a way to reverse the rotation of the earth's axis. It wouldn't be possible. Yet purely by the, the hukum of Allah, that it should happen, the entire, the, the earth is, is rotating so perfectly and so effortlessly across the universe. So Hubble is sent out and it discovers galaxies that we never knew existed. Each galaxy containing thousands of stars. You know, up to a hundred trillion stars is a galaxy. And, and, and to this date, there are 170 billion galaxies in the observable universe. The most distant galaxy being about 13 billion light years away. 13 billion light years away. And this isn't something that was created yesterday or in 1990 when the telescope went out. This was created millions of years ago. This has been in existence forever. Allah Ta'ala didn't need you and I to appreciate this for this to exist. This is purely Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's will and His ability to create. His ability to create far supersedes our ability to do anything in this world. 13 billion light years. One light year is the amount of time light travels over the course of one year. One light year is something that is difficult to fathom. A billion light years, 13 billion light years. This is Allah's creation. This is Allah's creation. And the most beautiful galaxies, the most beautiful stars are at the outskirts of the universe. So no one can even see. No one can even see. If it was up to us, if we had created it, we'd make sure that those were visible, right up in front and center, so everyone can see it. Because we desire appreciation. We, uh, our greatness is dependent upon the appreciation of others. Allah's greatness is independent of any appreciation. So you'd think the depths of the ocean, you'd think the outer bounds of the universe, and then if you were to take a microscope and try to look as close as possible, you would become shocked. The depth of a human being. You know, 500 years ago, people thought that the human being was composed of a head, two arms, two legs, a stomach, and that was that. And then over time, people began, maybe two, three hundred years ago, or maybe a few hundred years ago, people began to dissect the human body. And they began to look inside and say, wow, there's a lot in here. There's a heart, okay, and it pumps blood. Oh, there's a liver, okay, it filters blood. Oh, there, there is a brain, oh, that must have some sort of process that we don't understand today, but there are different organs and they must work independently or maybe they're connected in some way. But they're all the same thing. And then over time, maybe a hundred years ago, 
maybe 150 years ago, people decided, let's see actually what these individual organs are composed of. This has been in existence for thousands of years. For thousands of years, and now we're coming to its discovery. So a person takes the heart, and it looks under a microscope and says, oh, the heart is actually made up of these little bricks called cells. And the heart and the bricks of the heart are different than the bricks of the liver, which are different than the bricks of the kidney, that are different than the bricks of the leg. Each cell is different than the next. Each organ is different than the next. And then we think that that would be the end of it. That's as complex as it was get. If human beings were to try to create something like that, we wouldn't go beyond that. And then we find out that, oh, we look even deeper and each cell is composed of mitochondria and it has lysosomes and it has enzymes and it has ribosomes and it has, all, it has a nucleus. And we think, subhanAllah, Allah's creation is so deep that it goes 13 billion light years away. And then it goes to a magnification of you know, 10 to the 30th power. You keep looking and looking and looking into Allah's creation and you'll find more and more and more and it only bewilders the mind. It just requires a little bit of reflection. And then we think that that would be the end of it. Okay, there, there are these different organelles that are contained within the cell. And then we find out of this thing called DNA. And that through DNA, every single... Uh, through a DNA, there's this entire genome that can be discovered. You'd think that that would be the end of that. Yet we continue to make discovery after discovery after discovery after discovery. That so you ask any researcher in today's world, whether it be discoveries with relates to the galaxies, or discoveries with relation to the depths of the ocean, or discoveries with relation to the human body, and anyone will say, at the end of the day, when they tuck in their research, they, they go to bed at night and they'll say, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. We haven't even scratched the surface. We thought we knew. A hundred years ago, we thought we knew that there were cells within the human body and we thought that was it. And then we discovered more. And then we thought we knew everything. And then we discovered more. And then we thought we knew everything. The more time we spend doing our research, the more time we are able to recognize the greatness of the creation of Allah. The more time we spend sending telescopes out into the depths of the universe, the more we're able to recognize the creation of Allah. That no matter what, whether a scientist or a researcher believes in Allah or doesn't believe in Allah, irrespective of that, they go to bed at night scratching their head thinking, we know nothing. We haven't even scratched the surface of what the reality of this universe is. We haven't even scratched the surface. There's so, there's so much more to see. There's so much more to see. There's so much more to learn that you can ask. Uh, a, a, a physician, expert in their field, they'll say, we probably know 1% for instance, of the brain. We know 1% of the reality of the brain. 99% yet still has to be discovered. And this is after billions of dollars of research and hundreds of years of research and the minds of some of the greatest people. will take us centuries and millennia before we come to recognize how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation is. Whether you look at the depths of the ocean, whether you look at the depths of the skies, whether you look as small as the human being, and even at a molecular level, looking even sub-molecularly, and even looking at uh, the, the, the biophysics that exists, it blows the mind away. It blows the mind away. It forces a person to say, as the verse continues, وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Oh my Lord, or oh our Lord, that a person, when they truly reflect, like Allah says, the first characteristic of the Ulul Al-Bab, the All-Stars are what? 
that they remember Allah abundantly. The second is that they reflect upon the heavens and the earth. A person that truly reflects upon the greatness of Allah's creation, of the skies and of the earth and of what's contained within it. They are forced to say the following, رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Our Lord, there is no way that you created this in vain. رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا How could anyone even think that this was just created in vain? That this just happened to be? How could it even be possible? It requires us to reflect upon the creation of the heavens and the earth. And when we do that, we'll become very close to Allah. We'll begin to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness. And we'll begin to have true yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the most amazing part of all of this, of all of this creation of Allah, that the human being is still trying to even just at least begin to understand. I remember when I was sitting in an, uh, my astrophysics course, you sit in the class, and the more you learn, the more your mind would just get, be blown away. Right? The more you think about it, you'd almost need to take a break because you're just so bewildered at how amazing Allah Ta'ala's creation is. So, the amazing part about all of this is that this whole universe that Allah Ta'ala created, it's all disposable. It's all disposable. There's going to come a time, the Day of Judgment comes, and this entire universe has been created, 13 billion light years of distance that we know of today, and a genome that we spent centuries trying to sort out, and that we'll continue to try to sort out. And creation of Allah that exists in places that we perhaps will never find. There will be discoveries that will never be made before the end of time. Allah Ta'ala is going to take this earth, and it's going to be thrown away. Because this is temporary. This world is temporary. Imagine throwing away your piece of art, right? Your prized possession. Imagine how difficult that would be. This is all just disposable. The reason is because there's a permanent existence that's to come. So if the temporary, disposable world is as complex and as incredible as this world is, can you imagine what Jannah must be like? Can you imagine how vast it must be? That's going to be permanent. Allah the Prophet said that every day in Ramadan for the fasting person, Allah is beautifying Jannah. That's our permanent abode. Can you imagine what the life in Jannah will be like? And on the other extreme, the fire of hell being permanent. Imagine what extremes there will be there. The extremes on one side being the extremes of Jannah. The extremes on the other side being the extremes of Jahannam. But imagine if this world is disposable, imagine what the permanent world must be like. 13 billion light years, joke. Just a joke. It's nothing. Allah Ta'ala created it and it's going to just disappear just like that. Imagine how many light years wide our home in Jannah will be. Think about it. Imagine the beauty that will lie at the depths of the oceans in Jannah. Imagine the beauty that will lie in the sky of Jannah. Imagine the beauty that will be part of the human being in Jannah. Imagine the beauty that will be contained within the foods of Jannah. The food of this world is going to come, it's going to be disposed of. The entire world is going to be disposed of. But the hereafter is permanent. Imagine what Allah Ta'ala has in store for the believers. Imagine what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in store for the believers. It blows our mind away. 
that if Allah had created this world so complex that millions of researchers are still trying to figure out even the simplest things and every day new discoveries are being made. And all of this is just designed for what to be thrown away. Can you imagine what the permanent existence must be like? It must not even compare. This is the greatness of our Lord. This is the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have the ability to worship. This is whom we should spend time developing our relationship with. When we develop a relationship with Allah, and we reflect upon His creation that lies in the heavens and the earth, then we become the all-stars of this deen. You know, when a child begins to become physically mature, they, uh, they'll begin to read. If any of you have children, small children, let's say a two-year-old child or a three-year-old child, and they begin to pick up letters, what happens? You drive down the street, they become excited. They'll see a stop sign and they'll say, Oh, look, look, Baba, look, 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 S, S, S. Right? They'll just put letters here and then it's like this big accomplishment. Eventually, they'll be able to put colors and they'll, see, they'll be able to read the signs of this world. The sign of a person becoming physically mature is that they're able to read the signs of this world. Right? That's the sign of physical maturity. A sign of spiritual maturity is when a person begins to read the signs of Allah. That now the drive down the highway is no longer just a commute of 30 minutes. It's an experience where you're reflecting upon the skies and the trees and the earth. And you're wondering, this is the creation of Allah. For 30 minutes we are lost thinking about how great our Allah is. But that's only for the people of spiritual maturity. Those people that have worked toward developing a long-lasting relationship with their Lord. They're able to try to at least begin to understand how great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation is. We have to become people like that. Our goal should be people, we should, be, we should aim to be the ulul albab. Those people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ Like the sahaba, those people that remember Allah while they are standing, while they are sitting and while they are on their sides. يعني in every state possible. وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And we reflect upon the vastness and the greatness that lies within the heavens and that lies within the earth. And if we do this, then the dua becomes forced out of us. As the verse continues, the believer is then forced to say, it's not even something that they intentionally say, it's forced out of them. رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلَ Our Lord, oh our Lord, how could it be that you created this in vain? This is all for a purpose. Subhanak. Glory be to you. Glory be to you. How magnificent of a Lord you are. How magnificent of a Lord you are. This is our Allah. This is our Allah. He allowed us to enter into this month. He allowed us to enter into His home. He allowed us to remember Him. He allowed us to participate in gatherings like these. And inshallah, He'll allow us to participate in gatherings that are even greater than this, in a permanent world in which we will be in existence for eternity. This is our Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq become people of spiritual maturity that are able to read the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to reflect upon the greatness that lies within the, within the creation of the heavens and the earth. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a beautiful abode in the gardens of Jannah. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.